Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, June the 6th, and we come off... No baseball. <laughs> Yesterday, the Phillies get rained out. Supposed to be a day game at 12.35 or inclement weather. Supposed to rain all day in Cincy. They called the game early in the day. And now we go two days without Phillies baseball. What's that about? As the Phillies will now, uh, after the rain out yesterday, that game rescheduled for June the 28th uh, against the Reds at 6.40 p.m. But also uh, off day today, a scheduled off day. So two days in a row, no Phillies action. That is tough. As you know, I've talked about this many times on this show, but it, um, like a rain out, it just totally screws up my life because I'm so ready for Phillies baseball. But then you add in the off day after, it's too much, especially after we get the 17-run barrage, and then we got to chill out. You want those bats to stay hot. You want that to keep rolling. But look, there's nothing we could do about it. We could take it in. And on the flip side of that, right? I mean, we get to enjoy 17 run barrage for another couple of days. The Phillies don't get to hurt us today. They didn't hurt us yesterday. That's something, right? So we know they've uh, they've hurt us a bit. But um, look, uh, still excited about that 17 to three game. And and as I talked about in yesterday's show, you hope, right? I mean, I'm not going to sit here as we've done with the Girardi stuff and the Girardi Segura stuff and all these moments, Bryce Harper getting hit in the face and say, this is galvanizing. This is the thing that's going to propel this team on a run, propel them forward. I'm not, I'm not going to say that that 17 run barrage is, is that, but it could be right. I mean, again, I evidence says it won't be because this team is yet to go on a run, but, um, that stuff does happen, right? I mean, it does. We we and Joe Girardi talked about it in his post game press conference. He was asked a question about, it, but it is the kind of thing where like it can get the bats going. You know that happens in baseball where all of a sudden everyone starts seeing the ball a little better, the confidence grows, and it can be that type of performance that can set that off. Now it can also be that type of performance that just goes back to the more recent Phillies history, as we know those types of performances. If it's like oh. Uh, we'll, we'll be saying a week from now, maybe you spread those runs over the full week because we could have used them. Like, that's that's what we normally feel, right? That's the the sense memory inside us is telling us that's what's going to happen. But teams do often go on runs with these type of games where they kind of start feeling it a little bit. And that's why it is a little frustrating the, the couple off days here as you really wanted to see this team carry that positivity through and carry that that 
hot streak, so to speak, that hot hot game through to to moving forward. Look, it still can, but um, we'll see. The off days put a bit of a uh, a damper on it. But again, look, um, coming off the win, you like to see that. That's important. And again, I, I do think getting those bats going, getting a little confidence for a team that has struggled so mightily at the plate. And look, with good reason in a lot of cases, they're not that talented right now. With the guys that are out and all that, the issues they've had, now they're getting guys back and starting to look a little better. But for a team that has struggled so immensely offensively with runners on base, with getting key hits, with, with in some games getting hits at all, with striking out so much, maybe, maybe that barrage, the 17 runs, seven homers, like that's the kind of thing that can jumpstart a team a little bit, jumpstart an offense. Because as we've talked about, it seems almost on a daily basis that this team will live or die with its offense. At the end of the day, when we think about what this Phillies team ended up being, it's going to be because of the offense, good or bad. Either the offense figures it out and turns it around and we're feeling way better about this team because they will be way better, or they don't and they're not going to be. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. This team doesn't win unless this offense shows up more often than not. It's what it is. And you hope, you hope that 17 run barrage can get them going. All right, a lot to get into today. We'll continue with this talk, but also um, some injury updates. Uh, the Noel Thousandth K I want to get into. Um, and then I want to look around the league. We haven't, you know, with the two off days in a row, we've spent zero time really looking at kind of what's going on around baseball, some of the standout players, some of the standout teams and things that are happening. So I want to do that as well a little bit later first. Uh, and also take a, a more in-depth look at the schedule coming up. As you know, the Philly schedule, um, it's an important month for the Phillies. You know, down three games under 500, coming off the 17-run barrage. It's, it's a massive month. The Phillies have not been able to get on a roll in April or May. Will June be the month? Can it be the month? We'll look at the schedule and see how that shakes out. Let's start with Nola's 1,000th K, and then we'll get to the injury updates just because that was the most recent thing. Um, quickly mentioned it yesterday, but just wanted to, again, um, first of all, obviously give Nola, uh, Nola um, praise because um, very impressive to reach that number in as short an amount of time as he has. It's the quickest of any of them. That is that is um, impressive. Um, nice to see. You know, obviously we're at a, a point in baseball where uh, you – um, do have more strikeouts. So that is partially uh, something that's part of it. But um, again, you know, to to become only the ninth pitcher in the history of the franchise at 1,000 strikeouts is pretty awesome and uh, pretty impressive. Um, the guys ahead of him, Steve Carlton at 3,031, then a massive drop to Robin Roberts at 1871, Cole Hamels at 1844, Chris Short, legendary Chris Short, <laughs> 1585, Schilling at 1554, obviously had more with other teams. Pete Alexander, 1409, Jim Bunning at 1197, then Kurt Simmons at 1052, and Aaron Nola at 1000. Now, again, praise Nola, awesome accomplishment, all that. He's got a lot more coming. And, you know, look, if he can stay with the Phillies, he's got a, a real chance to end up second on the list, right? I mean, he's at 1000 already. Um, got a few years left in him, you would think, right? It's a question of whether he stays with the Phillies. You don't see. It's a different era of baseball than a lot of these guys played in where they played with the same team their whole careers. But, you know, Noel's been around since 2014. He's at 1,000 already. Give him another six years, seven years. He's going to be up around 2,000 potentially, and that's uh, that would put him second. So there's a real chance that if he stays with the Phillies, Aaron Noel ends up second all-time in strikeouts. That is one takeaway from this. The other is how is it possible that in 140 years of whatever existence the Phillies have had, 
Um, they only got nine guys with a thousand strikeouts. Really? I mean, that is shocking. I mean, you would think that after all this time, and especially a couple of those names, you know, Chris Short, Kurt Simmons. I mean, who? Right? I mean, um, you know, it uh, it is a, a sparse list. And I know, look, the Phillies historically have not been the best team ever. Uh, in fact, they've been the worst. Um, so, uh, you know, I get it that the in some of those cases they're going to have, uh, you know, worse numbers in some of these things than other teams might. Um, but it still is surprising for a team that's been around as long as they have. I mean, I, I just quickly pull up the Yankees. Uh, their top 10, their 10th pitcher has 1163. I'm just looking at a list of top 10s. They have uh, certainly more guys over, and that was just a quick look, and they haven't been around as long as the Phillies either. Um, it is surprising. That is a small list, man. That is a small list for a team that has been around as long as they have. But, you know, hey, shout out there. Nola has a chance to really climb that list. He's not going to get to Carlton. Carlton at 30,031. The way the game is played today, now, yes, I mentioned before there are more strikeouts in the game, so that is one area where, you know, you degrade from the achievement. But also, pitchers don't pitch as much. They don't pitch as deep. I mean, we know. I mean, we, you know, 300 strikeouts in a season is something that doesn't happen anymore very often. Rare. Scherzer did it recently, but that's it. It's rare. Um, 3,000 strikeouts in a career, super rare. And maybe something that a lot of people won't do anymore. And obviously, Carlton had even more than that with the strikeouts with other teams, but... If I had to guess, Carlton's 3,031 strikeouts with the Phillies, I doubt it gets topped. Ever. I really d- I doubt it. Um, you never know. But I, I would guess that holds forever. Um, regardless, Nola with a chance to get to number two is pretty wild. Um, all right. Injury updates. Uh, obviously, the two that matter, Didi and Harper. Um, this team could really use them, as we've talked about. You know, uh, Obviously, getting JT back is huge. Scored three runs in the game the other day. Starting to get settled back in. You love seeing JT back. That's huge. But but again, as we've talked about a lot with this team and the inability to get going offensively consistently, uh, a big part of that is two of your and uh, three include JT for a while. But two of your three best players still in the IL, um, and Harper being your best hitter, your most important hitter without question, and and had been the team's best hitter all season. Obviously, even considering his slow stretch, um, still highest OPS on the team. It's a big hit, man. Like, that hurts your team when you lose your best hitter. Shocking. I know. What a crazy thought, but it really does. And then you add your your fourth or fifth best hitter in there. It's, that's, it's tough. You know, that is something that a lot of teams would really struggle with. So we we need to remember that when we talk about it. Um, update on both injuries. Uh, Philly Voice uh, put out an update. Um, and it's not great. Uh, both are eligible to return June 4th. Um. Harper seems more likely than Didi. Uh, Harper has resumed hitting. Uh, it's unclear if a rehab start will be necessary. Uh, we'll see. Harper, it seems like there's more optimism about getting him back sooner. Didi less so. And uh, the elbow injuries kept him from swinging a bat. Um, June 7th and this is a potential optimistic projection for him. Uh, Nikki Maton, of course, has fallen back to earth. Torres is playing more. Um, but that's a hole, man. And Didi, it's not just that he's out now, but it's also it's a scary injury. I mean, the guy had Tommy John surgery on that on that arm, on that shoulder. So, um, yeah, excuse me, on that elbow. Excuse me, shoulder, not shoulder. Elbow. And that elbow is the one that's swollen up, and he hasn't been able to swing a bat. And, <laughs> I mean, that's it's nerve-wracking from a lot of perspectives. Obviously, just from this season, what you need from him, but also, you know, send him to a two-year, $20 million deal. Um, 
it's concerning. Now, assuming the swelling goes down, assuming he's okay, obviously it would be huge to get Didi back and have him contributing. This team needs him, especially from a loader, a, a leadership perspective. Um, you know, in the sense that we saw, you know, when Bone was struggling the other day and has been struggling, we saw Didi in the dugout putting his arm around him, talking to him. I do think Didi brings that 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 off the field stuff too, and just not having him in the lineup every day has been a real hurt for this team. Um, so fingers crossed. Look, if they can get Didi and Harper back, and these other guys can get going, right? I mean, Alec Bone, we've talked about. I do think that hit he had in the, in the game, and we talked about it a bit yesterday. But the the two two game, uh, like you know, kind of just muscling a single into to left center field, um, making it a three two game, and ultimately then the Phillies would you know go on a run after it was four three, and then the run. But it felt like a big hit for Bone. You know, it felt like he showed a lot of emotion at first base after that hit, and it felt like, all right, I came through in a spot where they needed me. Uh, I'm hoping that moves him forward a little bit, right? Um, I think Alec Bohm, the, the, if you had to point to one player on this team and say, all right, if they go back to what they were last year or some semblance of what they were last year, what they expect them to be, um, it would have the biggest impact on this team, and, and it's Alec Bohm. I mean, Bohm is the single most important swing player for this team right now. I mean, he's the guy who changes the offense. He's the guy who, when he's locked in, it's a totally different offense. It's so much harder to navigate as a pitcher, as a pitching staff. It's massive. And obviously, he's been terrible. We've talked about it. I mean, the numbers are, are flat out bad for, for Alec Bohm. We know that. But um, I thought that was a big hit. And if he can get going. Andrew McCutcheon, a couple homers, has certainly been better, has gone through a bit of a, a uh, rough stretch since that hot stretch in the you know, first part of May, um, but still has been better. Odubo Herrera, you know, not a fan, but has been great as a player for this team. He's been really good offensively. He's clutch, coming through, been what they needed. Ron Torres getting hits. You know, uh, <laughs> Reese has been very good. I mean, Reese Hoskins has come through when this team has needed him. He's been clutch for this team. He's gotten some big hits. Another homer two nights ago, 12, uh, 12 of the season. He's up to 276. I mean, Reese has been good, man. Like, So the thing is, is this offense has been so frustrating. So frustrating. And we've talked about it. It's the, look, with all the flaws with this team and the defense being the most glaring in the sense that they are the worst defensive team in baseball and it is a massive disadvantage defensively, but, but the single thing that... We knew they'd sink on defense. Now, they've been way worse than I think anyone could have ever predicted, but we knew they weren't going to be good. The offense coming through is the one thing that we thought we could really, truly count on that would make this team good, and, and, it, and it hasn't. It hasn't. Flat out hasn't. And there's a real opportunity where if, if you can get Harper and Didi back and McCutcheon gets going and Bohm gets going and JT's back and good and then Odubel keeps hitting, and Segura keeps hitting. I mean, you got a lineup then, right? I mean, that's a lineup. We just talked about the lineup. That's a lineup. That's what we were hoping for. That's what we were expecting for coming into the season with this team. That's a team that you can go to war with. So the 17-run barrage needs to, to push this team forward, but then they need to get guys back. And then all of a sudden we're, you know, maybe starting to get excited about this team. I mean, again, with all the issues, with the defense, with the Matt Moore and Chase Anderson of it all, with the Joe Girardi of it all, this team's still only three games below 500. You know, they're in it. For lack of a better phrase, they're in it. 
They just need to get rolling. You know, it's it's time. To quote Reese Hoskins in a different context, it's time. It's time for this team to get it going and uh, to start to make a run and start to hit some baseballs and, and build on that 17 run barrage. Please, please, next week at this time, don't let me be sitting here talking to you saying, man, it would have been nice if they spread those 17 runs out over the rest of the week, right? Really could have used them. Don't let that happen. Please, please. It's time to hit some baseballs. It's time to score some runs. It's time for this team to do the one thing we thought they could do. Hit. Score run. Because the defense is not getting much better. Again, we've talked about it a ton, but maybe they can, not maybe, they can tighten up. They can play sharper, smarter baseball defensively. That can absolutely happen. But the talent's not getting better. Even if they make a move or two, it's not getting drastically better. It's not getting, you know, change your season better. The staff is good. Like, you're good with those guys. The bullpen is fine. It's not great. It's okay. It's way better than last year. The offense. This team will live or die with it. It's the the, the thing that can turn this season around is the bats getting going. Harper and Didi coming back is a big part of that. And these guys building on what they showed the other night in Cincinnati is a big part of that. So, so let's get some hits. Let's get some runs. Let's get it going. And we do have a homestand coming up, which is massive. We'll get to that. Uh, quickly, I did mention, I want to look around the league real quick. We've not done any of this this season. Um, quickly with some some teams and then some players, just some teams have stand out. We've looked at the standings and whatnot here, but a couple uh, teams that are really standing out right now uh, and a couple surprises as we look through. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays just continue to be awesome in first place in the American League East, just a, a juggernaut and a team that traded their starting shortstop. Willie Adamas is their starting shortstop, and they trade him with the Brewers and just brought someone up, and they keep rolling. It's really it's amazing what they do with a, a quarter of the payroll the Philadelphia Phillies have. You know, they're 14 games over 500, whatever they are. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know, what a well-run franchise. What a well-run business. What a well-run uh, entity. It's so impressive. The Rays are so impressive. Boston continues to play good baseball. They're right there. The Yankees uh, a few games out. Yankees um, Yankees uh, a few games over 500, but uh, if you listen to Yankees fans, the world is ending. I'm the worst team in this history of baseball, but, you know, I, the Yankees, I'm sure, have a run in them. They'll be fine if I had to guess. Uh, Toronto right there, too. That's a, the, uh, we, we talk so much coming into the season. Oh, NL East, best division in baseball. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, AL East, way better, it turns out. I mean, they have four legit teams. The Rays, the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays are all good baseball teams and all playoff contenders. Uh, now, the NL West has the three best teams in baseball uh, record-wise, or three of the, the five best teams in baseball record-wise, but the AL East is is legit. Um, the AL Central, the White Sox still out in front. You know, they've had some issues, the Russa stuff, but they're winning games, so give them credit there. The Indians finding a way, uh, uh, trade away their best player, make moves, and yet still find a way to keep winning baseball games. Royals hanging in it, uh, hovering around 500. I'm sure that'll change. AL West, the A's... Again, another team, it doesn't matter what moves they make, they find ways to win baseball games. It's it, that's you look at the A's, you look at the Indians, you look at the Rays, you know, the division leaders, right? Three small market franchises that the moves they make are trading away players because they don't want to play them and stuff like pay them, pay them, not play them, and stuff like that. Like it's small market minded stuff. And yet every year, every year those three teams are in it. Every year those three teams are making the playoffs, competing. Maybe we should model what they're doing, right? And maybe we should. I mean, these are smart baseball teams, and these are institutional wins. 
cycle players in and out, trade away your best guys, this, that, whatever, we're still going to win games because we institutionally are built so well that we win games. It's so impressive. So impressive. Astros contending the Mariners having around 500. Staying in it, but not really. That's going to be a two-team race, I think. Um, we've talked ad nauseum about the NL East. We know where that's at. The Mets, the Braves, the Phillies up at the top. The Marlins, the Nats right behind. Uh, Central, uh, interesting. The Cubs out in front, along with the, the Cardinals, those two teams out in front uh, by a couple games over the rest. Milwaukee hanging around. That's pretty much it. And then the West, I mentioned it, mentioned it yesterday, but the, the three of the five best teams in baseball, the Giants, Padres, the Dodgers, all crushing it, all within a couple games of each other. All have been awesome. That's going to be a fun sprint to the finish. I'm guessing the Padres and Dodgers, we all expect that, right? But Gabe Kapler. Gabe freaking Kapler, man. Those Giants, unbelievable. All right. Um, um, quickly, just a quick scan of league leaders, some some interesting stuff. Nick Castellanos leading Major League Baseball with a 361 average. How about this? Jesse Winker, 341. That makes two Cincinnati Reds. With the two best averages in baseball. And that's something. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. tied with Ronald Acuna leading the majors in home runs. Both have 17. Guerrero Jr. also batting 337. Vlad Guerrero Jr., one of the best minor league hitters ever in the history of the game. Uh, first couple of years, just hadn't figured it out. He's figured it out. Dude is amazing. Big part of why uh, Toronto is so good. Um, him and Acuna the most at, at 17 to Tease and Adolis Garcia was 16 underneath. That's a surprise. And Otani with 15. What Otani's doing, and, and you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about as the season goes on, but truly astonishing. Uh, I saw someone um posit, and I, I it's a great point, but it, like, is it is there any argument possible that Otani's not the most talented player in baseball? Because I mean, what do you say, right? <laughs> the guy's among the run leaders, and uh. You know, it throws a hundred and most people down, and is you know, the ERA under three. It's, it's astonishing what that man is doing, and I think without doubt, without a doubt, the most talented player in the sport. Like it's no one's even in his hemisphere uh, when you put it all together. Um, other interesting stuff: Whit Merrifield leading the majors with sixteen steals, and then only twelve for Tatis and Turner steals. Um, you know, going away. Um, pitching wise, Degrom a point seven one ERA through May. Yep, best since 1964 with Degrom. It's just all these stats that are like, oh, Besson's this, Besson's this, and they're all justified. They're all right. It's unreal. This guy's the best inner circle of famer, one of the best pitchers I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's amazing what this guy keeps doing. It's amazing. It truly is just unbelievable. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. Some interesting uh, leaders there. Taiwan Walker, one eight four ERA for the Mets. Uh, Kevin Gaussman for the Giants, a one four zero ERA. Some wild numbers there. Um, so interesting. We'll take a deeper look at the standings um, as we go on, or excuse me, as the um, at stats and stuff as we go on, and keep an eye on that stuff. But um, nice to be nice to see some Phillies up there, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? All right. Speaking of Phillies, off day today, and then uh, back at it this weekend. Home stand. For the Phils, thank goodness we're home. This team on the road is just abysmal, horrible to watch. A nice nine-game homestand. Now, the problem with the homestand uh, is that it's actually an eight-game homestand. I apologize. <laughs> but also the problem with it is it's a tough one, man. Uh, so uh starts this weekend, three against the Nationals. You like that. That is good. Zach Wheeler, Eflin, and Velasquez. You do get Scherzer, sadly, which is a bummer. He'll pitch on Saturday. 
Uh, but still, you know, the Phillies uh, is a big series. The Nationals are the team that is in last in the division. They are uh, Phillies are better. Phillies were able to win the series on the road there last time. Now they get them here. Uh, need a sweep. <laughs> you know, Phillies need to start winning some series big time. And at home against the Nationals, when you got to win, you got to win it. Um, then home against Atlanta, three against Atlanta, uh, off day Monday. So a lot of off days here for the Phillies, getting some rest. Maybe that'll help. Maybe that can help them. Like, that can be big too. Uh, three against the Braves next week, and then another off day Friday. So between yesterday, today, and the two next week, the Phillies will have four off days in essentially a week, uh, you know, in eight days. Not fun for us watching baseball, but but could be important. This team needs some rest. They're beat up. Could be good. So three against Atlanta off day. Then the weird uh, back-to-back weeks, um, or two out of three weeks, the Friday off day again uh, uh, next week. And then the New York Yankees come to town for a two-game series, then a road trip out west, six against the Dodgers. Uh, excuse me, six against the Dodgers and Giants, so three and three. That's, yikes, tough. Then two home against Washington, then on the road again to New York, and then uh, uh, the, the weird like road homestands here is a six-game homestand, a three-game road trip, a six-game road trip. Like Not a lot of long homestands, but... We'll dive more in this tomorrow. Let, let tomorrow, uh, another off day night, so not a game to react to, as we know. But tomorrow, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously continue to talk Phillies, but we'll dive more into the schedule. Really look at it, at the schedule for June and July. You know, where's this team going to be at the trade deadline? How does it shake out? Road, home, all that stuff. We'll dive into that tomorrow and a whole lot more. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today, right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.